0: Hey guys welcome back to the discount property investor podcast i am your host david dodge my co-host mike slain is in the field today helping with uh, some of our rental rehabs but i have an amazing guest an awesome person a coach a real estate investor and a mom that flips lauren hardy is here with me today lauren welcome back how are you
1: Hey, what's up, David? I am doing very well. It's been a long time since I've been on this show. So, so much has changed and we yes. have so much to talk about.
0: I love it. So we had Lauren on once before and we're going to get her on again, guys. Don't worry. It'll be uh, hopefully not as long as the last time. So if you, if you haven't uh, heard Lauren on our show already, uh, go back and check it out. It's episode 166, Lauren Hardy from This Mom Flips. And today we're actually at episode 282, holy cow. So we've done 120 episodes essentially between now and then, and it looks like I had you on back in like maybe August or ish of 2020, uh, no, May, May of 2020. Hey, so yeah. Wow, it's been over a year, but regardless, happy to have you back on the show. Lauren was just telling me that she's got hundreds of students and she is crushing it and her students are crushing it. And not only is she coaching people, but she is doing this right. She has her own wholesaling business. It's a virtual business, um, Lauren. I'm going to have you obviously tell tell you know everybody you know a little bit about yourself, but just really quickly before you jump in, um, I really, really, really like you know interviewing Lauren because not only is she just an awesome person, but her strategy is just so unique. She lives in. Southern California, where the prices are really expensive and it's really hard to come across deals. Um, so she d- virtually wholesales. And that's the beautiful thing about this business is, you know, once you figure out a couple, you know, bi- relatively simple systems and processes to put in place from these systems, you don't have to be in the market that you're doing deals in. You know, you could you can be virtual in the sense of, you know, uh, couple states away, you could be a couple cities away. I mean, you could, in theory, you could be across the world. Um, So it's just really, really cool. So Lauren, again, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. Um, You know, tell us a little bit about yourself, just for those who don't know. And I would imagine most people know who Lauren is. But if you don't know, tell us a little bit about you.
1: Awesome. Well, yeah, Dave, it's great to be on. Good to see you again. So um, a little bit about me, I'll I'll give you kind of a a brief from the start. I started uh, getting into real estate investing about nine years ago and I was 25 years old and I had a baby and I was pregnant and I was very desperate to leave my full-time job. And what was was that? I was working in corporate real estate. So the, I worked for a company called the Irvine company at the time. It was a, it was a wonderful job, great benefits. Um, But you know, I, I was driving about 45 minutes to work every day, working for eight hours, then driving 45 minutes back. I really wasn't seeing my daughter very much, you know, and when she got sick, it was, it was difficult. You know, I had to see how many sick, sick days I had left and use up vacation and, you know it was tough, and I I was married at the time. I'm not anymore, but um, I was married at the time, and both of us had corporate jobs, so it was really hard to juggle the responsibility of being a parent. I, I learned that really quick when you've got you know a full time corporate job. It out of the parents, somebody's got to either be at home or have more of a flexible job, and neither of us has had that. So. I sought out to, you know, find something that I could do from home. So I could be the one that had the flexible schedule for our kids. And I just found out I was pregnant. So I had nine months to do it. So
0: So you had one uh, child already and you found out you were pregnant with your second child. Yeah. And you were basically saying, all right, this is the deadline I'm going to put out there in the universe. I'm going to, I want to be able to, you know, do something. And by the time I have that second child, I want to have this business up and running. I love it. It's very cool.
1: The whole plan was that I'm going to take my maternity leave and I'm not going to go back. (laughs) So I had a solid, you know, nine months to 12 months because maternity leave is about three, Mm -hmm. you know, to figure it out. So I didn't know what I was going to do. I was looking up other businesses. I had a bunch of ideas in my head. Um, I think I was always kind of a natural entrepreneur because I always had these business ideas. But I was at a barbecue. My brother was there. And my brother had just started flipping houses maybe a year before me. So he was having some good luck with it. At the time, now this was 2011, 2012. It was a very different environment in real estate. We were post-recession. There were motivated sellers everywhere, even in Orange County, there were deals everywhere. I mean, if you just wanted to flip a house, you could. Like you could find a deal on the MLS, you could go to the courthouse steps, there were so many options. So, my brother, you know, said, "You should think about what I do because like I work from home and honestly, how much money do you really need to make to replace your income? Like what like what is a dollar amount you need to make every year?" So, I thought about it and I took my salary, which was at the time $55,000, and I took away the daycare expense, which was, I don't even know, like half of my salary. Yeah, like by, 30, my,
0: 40 grand. right? It was
1: like, I think by the time, like, you know, cause you're, you're, you make 55, but you don't take home 55, you have to pay taxes. So it was like half my paycheck was going to daycare. So like, I came up with a number of like, I think it was like $36,000 was all I had to make every year to be the same, to be equal. And I would use the health insurance from my ex-husband, which husband at the time. um, And, you know, and I had this whole plan, like, okay, all I have to do is make $36,000. So my brother was like, that's like one flip house in California. Do you just have to flip one house a year and do that? That's, I, I was like, why, you know, okay, no brainer, sign me up. How do I do it? So he gives me the next, like the next day he comes and gives me this course. And it was from this guy named Mike Cantu. He's a local real estate investor here. He is awesome. Love the guy. Um He, it, back then these courses would come on CDs. So it wasn't like how it is now where you log into some sort of online portal it was these little cds and it was so it was amazing so i would pop these cds and drive like to my morning commute listen oh, these are just
0: audios they weren't even audio. Like, d- they weren't even dvds they were cds
1: cds audio Gosh. so i was just listening as i was driving and mike was just teaching the business and if i ever need to write something down like i had a notepad and i'd like write it really quick but for the most part it was all auditory and i was just listening and I, it took me a week to listen to the whole course. And after, from then I was like, all right, I'm ready. Like, let's go. I'm going to do exactly what Mike said. And I did, I did everything that Mike said in that course. Step one to, I mean, he, he, so back then direct mail was the thing. Mm. So Mike was all about direct mail. I even copied his exact direct mail piece letter by letter, same. He, he probably wanted you to. Same font, everything. I mean, I use the same font. Like, I was like, I am not deviating. And I wish you guys, I mean, I tell my students this don't deviate from what deviate. I say. Right. Stop deviating. So I did exactly what he said. And it took me, I started mailing, you know, some letters like a week later. It took me um, four months to get my first contract. So that's something that people don't realize. It takes time. So I didn't get my first contract on the first house that I flipped for four months of marketing and making offers. Now, what I realized was I didn't really understand offer pricing very well. And I was going off of a 70, um, The I was going off of the ARV times 70 minus repair rule. And that's why I, I hate that rule now. I 70%. say it publicly, 70%. I say, I the whole ARV repair rule thing, I say it all over, I hate that rule. Um, because what happens is, People hear that on a YouTube video and they go to California and use that rule and that rule, first of all, that rule doesn't really work anywhere right now, but 70% doesn't work very well right now um, in the marketplace we're in, but they use it in markets like they think it works everywhere and it doesn't, it didn't work in California where there was a little bit more demand for homes um, so I was offering too low, essentially. That 70% was just making the. Whoa, I'm so sorry. You're fine. Um, that 70% was making my offer price too low. So I was just. I just kept getting outbid by other investors, sellers. I was making sellers mad. I was, it was rough, you know? Mm-hmm. So it took me a while to adjust my pricing. I re, I worked closely with my brother. Um, I just kept trying to make offers. Eventually we found a, a really good deal. Um, my brother and me had the idea, like the agreement that we would flip our, my first or first few homes together, split them 50-50. He would find the money. He would show me like how to handle the rehabs. And
0: this was, was, so your intentions were rehabbing at the time. It was fix and flip.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was, I was, I started out as a house flipper. So, um, so yeah, I did my first deal. It was in Laguna Niguel. Um, it was a condo and I bought it. I always say I bought it on the last day of the recession because the next, like when we bought it, the property values started going up. And it went up ten percent just in the whole time, and I didn't even hold it that long.
0: Amazing.
1: Yeah, so we thought we would maybe make thirty-five thousand on that house and split it. We made sixty-five on our my first deal. So talk about beginner's luck, right? By the time I was in escrow, and you with guys that fixed deal, it up. Yeah, we fixed it up. Nice. We had a contractor, but we you know sure. fixed it up, remodeled it, put it back on the market. Um, ended up getting, you know, a really, really good payday. So I, I, my goal was I needed to have a full year's salary in savings. So I really wanted 55,000 in my bank account. Like I needed to see that number before I felt comfortable quitting my job. So at this point I had, I had a few more months to go and I had already gotten my next project. So our next project was an identical thing. It was literally identical, but in the neighboring city, it was in like Laguna Hills, and it was another condo, and it was the same numbers, like it insane profit. We made about sixty on that one. So I ended up having, you know, enough money by the last day of my maternity leave, you know, it was there, they they closed, I was ready. Uh, I picked up the phone and quit my full-time job. And that was like one of the most memorable days of my life was, you know, just breaking through the shackles of corporate America. (laughs) Yes. It's a hard thing to do. It it's, is, a, it's a
0: frightening thing to do, especially. I mean, you had a year saved. It sounds like, right? At that point, I
1: did. I so did. So you, you
0: were you hit the ground running, but you know, a lot of people don't have that kind of money saved and or any. Yeah. So yeah, wow.
1: It was, you know, I I I am all about. Okay, I this is a little woo woo, but I feel like I'm a I I'm very good at manifesting. <laughs> that is one of my skills. I feel like I'm very good at manifesting. It's a so trade. I really recommend if you guys have like a goal is envision yourself there. So like I pictured myself calling my boss and quitting my job and then walking outside and it's 10 o'clock in the afternoon on a, on a Tuesday, (laughs) like, and I'm outside and it's daylight. I'm not in an office building, you know, and I just. I kept replaying that vision that entire year, every day I was like, like envisioning this, this phone call and how it would go. And then I would open up the door and the sun would shine on me and it was, you know, it was going to happen. So it did that moment. It came, you know, true. Um, So I do feel like manifesting does help a little bit. If you picture something enough in your brain, like you're going to do whatever it takes to get there. So
0: agreed hundred percent. So, you know, it, it's it's such a powerful exercise. It really, it really
1: is. is. It really is. So you know, that's kind of my. I like to tell the long story of how I got started, just because it's always encouraging. I think when you first get started, eighty here that I didn't close my first deal in the first month. You know, it took me a while. It took me over six months to get paid. So four months to find a deal. And I think we held it for another four to five months. So I think it took me eight or nine months just to get my first check from this business. So yeah, wow. Okay. calm down people who get discouraged after a week of sell. you know, sending out some dir- you know direct mail or texts or whatever.
0: Agreed. 100%. You know, calm down. You gotta have some patience in this game.
1: You do. Right. You do. So, I mean, I would like to say the rest is history, Um, but essentially what happened in the marketplace was we had a few more years of it being relatively easy to find deals. And I was flipping houses primarily. I was wholesaling the ones I didn't want, um, but I was flipping and I I got from, you know, three deals a year to maybe, I remember I had 11 deals a year. You know, I, I was having a hard time finding consistency though, because as the market got more stable, um, it got Coffee. really stable. It got oh, yeah. really stable in California, and it just became impossible to find deals. But I realized that my friends in other states were not having as much of an issue finding deals as I was. So it, I realized, like, either I'm going to have to figure out how to make California work, which I'm really doubtful. I'm, I'm losing sleep at this point because it's going like three months before my next project. Like. I would go three, four months and not have a contract on the house and you lose sleep at night. You know, at this point, I'm like a single mom. At this point, I'm going, oh, my gosh, how am I going to pay my bills? Um, so I made the decision to go out of state and figure out how to do this business in a different state where there's less competition. Because um, arguably Orange County, L.A., one of the most competitive areas in the country Um, I would say like next to like, you know, New York city, there's, there's not a lot of places that are this competitive. Our average house price right now is 850,000. So in, in Bay area, like, so I'd say California, it's Bay area, LAOC, um, even the Inland empire a little bit, very, very expensive uh, territories and very difficult to wholesale or find flip deals. So I made the decision. Um, I think it was 2016 to go virtual and the first uh venture was i built some homes in nashville Um, so we did some spec homes ground up construction in east nashville that was super fun Um, and then that got me into wholesaling and more of a volume wholesale model Um, Hands down, wholesaling virtually is way easier than house flipping virtually, so I decided to focus more on wholesaling um, than chasing around contractors across the country. And yeah, now I'm in four different territories. Um, I am primarily virtual wholesaling at volume. And about a year, a little over a year ago, I launched a coaching program that teaches focuses on virtual wholesaling. So that's my long story. But if if you guys didn't know who I was, there you have it.
0: No, I love it. Lauren, thank you so much for sharing. What, what, what states?
1: Um, Right now I'm in Kentucky, Pennsylvania, and two territories in Oklahoma.
0: Kentucky, Pennsylvania, Oklahoma times two. All right. I like it. Are you not doing anything back home in where, where are you at? Are you in Orange County?
1: I'm in Orange County. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I the other day I was tempted to maybe pull a list and send around a round of text messages to, you know, some neighborhoods in the Inland Empire. I was tempted to do that because like, why not? But I haven't spent our marketing dollars in my hometown in a long time because they just go further in other states. So, yeah. you know, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I love it. That's awesome. So mm-hmm. you're in four markets. Now, you t- you said that you made the decision in 2016 to go virtual. You started doing spec homes in Nashville. And how long did you do that for?
1: I think it took about a year altogether. Maybe a little bit over a year. I built 3 of them. Okay. Yeah. Was that
0: difficult? That was virtual, right?
1: Yeah, it was virtual. But, you know, I got really lucky. I had a really good contractor. So our relationship was, you know, really good. I trusted the guy. He did a wonderful job. Um, So, you know, it wasn't that hard. I actually think like ground up is easier than flipping in many ways, because when you're flipping, you know, oh, you there's can have so a many con- things that
0: can go wrong.
1: There's more variables because yeah, and you remove yeah. a
0: wall and then all of a sudden you gotta fix yeah. the wiring. And then all of a sudden right. the wiring's going through the attic and you may have to then go up in the attic and then you're in the attic and you're like, Well, shit, this board needs to be replaced. And it's just it's one thing turns into twelve.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what was happening to me when I started trying to flip virtually, which I've done it a bunch of times. And every time I would say, I'm never doing this again. And then I would do it again. (laughs) And then like, I was like, okay, for real this time, I'm never doing it again. So I have held on to that one. (laughs) I've not done it in probably a year. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, it's not an enjoyable process every time it would, it, it, you know, maybe the contractor would do one house well, and then the next one they would take advantage of me. Like, so they would, you know, kind of lure me in and, think we're cool you know like like they would be good at first right their first project would go pretty yeah, well once they
0: realized that like hey the boss doesn't ever come to, doesn't ever show right. up like
1: she'd real they'd realize i'm not there and then they can make up stuff and so flipping was pretty difficult but the ground up you really can't make anything up you know like yeah really it's pretty can't.
0: straightforward you need a foundation and then you got to build the house around yep. it and there's nothing the for inside. them to lie about yeah <laughs> like, I, I like mean, the it. first
1: bid, there shouldn't be change orders unless you were changing like your materials. Like if you were changing, right. Um, which
0: is either you're doing it, it or it's out of that stock. Like, that that's was basically your it. Right. So we got to yeah. go with something else, but, but even at that, you're able to go online and figure out the cost of that per foot or per pallet or per whatever you're buying it at. And it's, it's again, it's, yeah, it's very straightforward. I love yeah. that.
1: Yeah. So that experience was actually amazing, but the flipping was less desirable. And so I do not recommend flipping virtually unless you have somebody that is vested in the project with you local. So if you have like a partner that maybe put some money into it, so you know, boots in the
0: ground
1: ground and that they have a little bit of a, you know, a stake in the game here. Um, I would say that's important if they didn't put any money in it. I mean, what is their motivation to like, make sure it goes seamless, you know? So, so you started that in
0: 16 did that for about a year. So sometime in 2017 ish, um, you moved into the virtual wholesaling space. So you were already in the virtual space for a whole year. It just wasn't with the wholesaling. It was with the flipping and you had done a couple houses. Um, and then in 2017, you said, Hey, let's do this virtually. So did you remain in Nashville?
1: Uh yes and no. So okay, I kind of did all three at the same time in 2016. I still had projects in California. Okay. So I hadn't good. let go of Cali. Mm-hmm. I wanted to diversify that year. So I had the Nashville properties, I had the Cali flips I was doing. Then I started wholesaling in Nashville. Virtually mm. kind of all in the same time. So I would say 2016 was a little bit of everything. Okay. But okay. after those homes were built in Nashville, then we decided, um, I mean, I wanted to do more development deals, but just nothing really penciled that I could find. So I was just focusing on wholesaling. And if something came up, great. If, if not, you know, whatever, we'll just wholesale. So I stayed in Nashville, I want to say at least another year, maybe a year and a half to two years. But what happened in Nashville is a very interesting time for, for that area. It was going through a major major development boom they were people it still were moving, is still is people were moving to nashville and droves i mean it was crazy it was the number one real estate market in the country so it started to feel like california i started to feel like i went to from one california to another california why like if i'm gonna go and have to compete this hard for deals i might as well just be in my backyard like what am i doing So I wanted to find a more balanced market that's more stable, and I decided to look for something totally different. I wanted to go in a market where people were holding rentals, Mm. more of a a rental market Mm -hmm. where you know it's sub two hundred thousand, you know, more of your just kind of bread and butter middle America. Yeah,
0: your your yeah, your middle class areas. Yeah, just you know
1: something in maybe the Midwest or something, and. So I, I stumbled on Oklahoma City. And then that's really when the volume started going. Um, so we've done, you know, I would say we we do about 50, 55 a year. I think this year we'll definitely do more. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when we started doing it more in volume.
0: I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. So awesome. I'm looking online right now. The population in Nashville grew 19% from 2010 to 2020. So that wow. is, that's one in five. So it, it basically, yeah, that's that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a crazy, crazy. Uh, and it's still growing. And that's that's just from 2020. So 2020 to 2020, we're almost into 2022 at this point. But yeah, uh, three quarters of the way, essentially through 2021, and it's booming. I was just down there with my wife probably, oh, it's probably been four months ago at this point. And man, even in this current atmosphere or climate of COVID, right? ours were still crowded and packed and people everywhere and man it is it's actually it's growing crazy i'm actually working on i don't have it under contract yet but we're working on it the package is 63 houses there right now to wholesale oh wow uh, but it's going crazy and the values are just through the roof yeah and uh so yeah i get it i totally get it so you stumbled across oklahoma city and you just started just doing the virtual wholesaling and now you've expanded into Pennsylvania and Kentucky and even yeah. another market within Oklahoma. So you're doing four markets. Holy cow. That's awesome. On pace to do over 55 deals this year. Amazing. Tell me a little bit about your team.
1: Yeah. So this year we're actually growing the team. So I kept the team very, very small during this whole time. It was oh. like me, me depending on what our mar- I did have cold callers at one point I think I had one to two cold callers and then one person in me so like I think I had a four-person team for many of these years at most
0: wow that's uh, that is a small team so what what did that yeah. one person do just basically would they like your executive assistant or they were they-
1: kind of so I had someone who was doing like acquisitions I had prospectors like cold callers and then I had one guy that was doing acquisitions and he was helping me with dispositions. And then we got an acquisitions person and now he still focuses on dispositions. He basically so
0: kind had of, like a like an assistant then kind of.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was like me, like it would, he did everything that I would do. Now it's way more formal roles. So, right. um, you know- Now, I'd was that a,
0: person local to, you said Oklahoma City was Oklahoma. the first place that you kind of went to do the volume and the virtual wholesaling specifically. Yeah, was that- so, the cold callers, I'd assume, were VAs, right?
1: The cold callers at first were not. They were local here. I mean, you're, see, I've, I've kind of, we're talking lots of years. So it's like, you got to pick a time to ask right. me what was ever. No, no, first. I
0: get it. So, so when right you started, now, though? it's
1: different. Right now, yeah. I actually, so I kept it pretty lean and mean for, you know, I would say up to the beginning of this year, 2021. I, decided to hire more and try to scale this more. So that's why this year we should do more deals this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but so now I have more formal like job positions. It's le- it's it's more organized. Um, so if you want to talk about what I'm doing right now, like that's probably the most relevant.
0: Let's hear it. Um,
1: yeah. So I have um, a virtual assistant um, or virtual lead generation specialist. That's, Mm -hmm. we we even created special titles (laughs) now. I like it. I am not your like operations person, as you can see, (laughs) but I hired someone to be. And so now like I use people by their titles. So we have a virtual lead generation specialist. Um, He is texting and cold calling for leads. So he's bringing in maybe eight to 10 leads a day. Um, we have other campaigns as well. We do t- we we run TV ads to bring leads into. Um, but he's doing the outbound marketing for us. And I just hired um, a new acquisitions person making that three acquisitions people. Um, we have um, a dispositions, which is the guy who's been with me from day one. Um, he's been with all the positions at one point, but we've moved him to disposition sales and he's in charge of once we get the contracts, he's selling them. Love it. Um, and then I have a couple VAs that help. Okay. So they do, we've got a VA that manages the texting campaign and manages the lists and uploading the lists and to the software. So and- it's still
0: a relatively small team. You pretty plus small. three acquisitions and one dispo. And yeah. A few VAs.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. You, you it's probably got eight or nine small. people,
0: give or take total, including yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah, awesome. it's still
0: pretty small. I love it. So the 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 guy that does the dispo is he also doing closing coordination? Or are you? He, doing okay, that? you know what?
1: I left one person out. We recently just hired a TC. We hired a TC, a transaction coordinator. She works part time, so she's helping doing the closing coordination. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, we have a we have a closing coordinator. I, you know, it's funny. I hear people say transaction coordinator, TC. just it's never stuck with me i've always just referred to them as closing coordinators but it's the same thing
1: yeah Uh, basically yeah Yeah, and she helps like she calls like the sellers and schedules like the buyer walkthroughs and stuff
0: love it and it helps them get us get familiar with the title company Mm -hmm.
1: and
0: make sure they got all their all their uh dotted and t's crossed i love it that's all the
1: next thing. really want to hire. So we actually, we, we put a, um, a formal, like offering to someone to hire another person actually on Friday. And what we want to do is move somebody into disposition sales. So I, I want to explore this role. Maybe we can explore it together Mm -hmm. is having so his name is hi, who does my dispositions right now. And it, we're just getting now overloaded. Like at this year, we're like, I said, we're growing. And now it's like, we're getting, you know, like 20 contracts a month, and it's too much for him. Like he's getting to where I think he's not he's not able to really market all the contracts. So he's, you know, letting some things drop. Um, so the newest position that I really thought we need is why don't we have anybody in disposition sales who's like their one job is just to get on the phone and sell those contracts? And high is a little bit more of, he he underwrites our contracts. So he makes sure that we don't put anything under contract too high. So he looks at the numbers. So he has to look at all of our leads. He's doing and-
0: acquisitions too.
1: He, I mean, kind of like in that sense that he has to help price it out for the acquisitions. Or people.
0: underwriting them at least. Yeah.
1: Underwriting, yeah. So he's underwriting the deals. He's the one in the end, like when the, like, my idea is that he'll collect the offers from, you know, the, the end buyers and negotiate and try to raise, you know, the fee and manage the TC, manage the dispo salesperson. But we've never, there's this hole in our company that I thought about that we haven't had is really just somebody to like just focus where they have the contracts in and their job is to sell them and, and to get on the phone and call the local investors make sure that they see our deals, you know, and really work them. Mm -hmm. Um, What are your thoughts on that? Do you have somebody on your team that does that?
0: So it sounds like the guy that you have doing the Dispo now has been with you a really long time, right?
1: He has, yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, we do have somebody on our team. So we have VAs that do a lot of the inbound. We have VAs that do cold calling, Mm -hmm. uh, cold texting, just like you. And uh, we have a closing coordinator. We have acquisitions, guys. I have a girl that does just dispositions and that's all she does.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Our
0: closing coordinator kind of steps in. Her name's Megan. She kind of steps in and helps out where there's just gaps. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't do anything virtual, right? So Mm -hmm. um, I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. I'm in the Midwest, not too far from Oklahoma. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: um, essentially myself and my partner, Mike, um, do a lot of the underwriting reason is mm. and I'm a little different so and my next question after we get through team is going to be um, about some of your strategies obviously virtual is one but there's a couple others that I'm going to ask you about here in a second um, but really the the name of the game for us is keep the best wholesale the rest all right so mm. wholesaling is an awesome business I love it you know, we're doing anywhere from six to 12 deals a month on average. Um, but those are deals that we have essentially passed on, right? So mm-hmm. they're deals, none, you know, nonetheless, I don't think that's the right word, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're not deals that we want to add to the portfolio of rentals or actually fix and flip. So we, we have a couple fix and flips going. We're not really a fix and flip company. Uh, we're, we're landlords, at heart. Yeah. That's really where my you passion remember
1: is. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It's the, it's the passive income and, and it's using the burr method. I absolutely yeah. love the burr method. It's such an amazing strategy. Um, this time last year, Lauren, we had about 87 properties. Uh, one of my business partners wanted to retire and we had to pay off some debt. So we took it down from 87 to about 40. We sold over half the portfolio. I think it was even 35. Um, and right now I'm sitting on about 60. So cool. we went from 87 to 35 and then we're at 60. And then as of right now, we, we probably have another 40 doors under contract. So the goal is to get back over hundred or back, you know, get to hundred uh, by the end of the year. And, uh, but, but again, I'm, I'm sidetracking here. Yeah. The, 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 the main thing that, that we love doing is, 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 is building that portfolio um, of rental properties to create passive income. And a lot of people don't, you know, they don't really talk about it when they're talking about being a landlord, but like, yeah. uh, the, the depreciation of all these properties is Mm -hmm. massive. Yeah. You know, and I don't make millions of dollars. I do. Okay. Uh, but I barely pay any taxes. Like, oh
1: my gosh, barely any,
0: like last year, I think I maybe paid like 12 or 15 grand in taxes. you know, when in theory, it should have been like 150 grand in taxes, you know, 200 grand in taxes, but I barely pay any at all because we're depreciating these properties. Uh, these properties are cash flowing. The market has been appreciating, which is awesome. Um, so there's just a lot of advantages. Yeah. So what we do is we keep the best. That's the slogan okay. around here. We keep So the you best. and your
1: partner look to That's see right. what came under your contract. So and we
0: wholesale the rest. And then
1: you wholesale, okay. Yeah. So, so,
0: so, we, so So there we're, is know, a
1: hole in my company, like, because essentially high needs to be you and your partner in this like and then i need someone there he's just too busy is what we came down with in the last when we started getting 20 contracts a month we're like okay he's too busy it's too much for one person and i can't step in i've got so many other things other projects you know other things you're busy
0: with coaching too
1: i'm busy with coaching i got a software launching it's just it's crazy so We wanted to insert someone, you know, to help him essentially. So he's kind of going to be like that person. That's sort of that you're saying on your team is you and your partner, Mm -hmm. you know, and I totally get the, you know, the idea of wanting to keep, you know, these rentals, my goals are different, you know? And I think that's what is the beautiful thing about real estate. Like to anybody who's listening, like everybody's goals are different. Mm -hmm. And there was something in me that did not. I don't like have this i don't see myself holding a bunch of single family rentals it, it was never really a goal of mine um i mean my dad had a bunch of single family rentals maybe like there's something about listening to him bitch about them all the time i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but but i it was never like when i saw myself you know when i was younger like what do, what do i want to do is not to be a single family, like to own a bunch of single families i wanted to own companies so I've been investing my money in myself, which is, it. that's what I'm doing is just in myself and building businesses. But um, what I really, and I'm going to say it out loud publicly. Put it out in the universe. This is putting it out in the universe. I'm, ma- I'm manifesting right now. So my big goal is I do want to own buildings. So I want to own at least a, a 50 unit multi-tenant building I'm not sure yet if it's going to be apartments, maybe we'll do something different. You know, I don't know. Maybe apartments, maybe the, you know, uh, uh, mobile home parks or who knows, maybe industrial buildings. Like, I don't know, you know, but I I want to own multi-tenant buildings. That was my background. I've got a background in commercials. So that was always where I saw like myself going. Um, That was always the goal I had. So I never got really into like keeping my wholesales as rentals because, my head was always like, let me just do this, invest in other things. And then I'll have a really nice balance sheet and I can buy some.
0: Yeah. Build the capital, focus on you know? what you're good at, stay in your lane. You know, a lot of people have a big issue with that. Not issue. That's the wrong word, but like they struggle with staying in their lane and they are chasing yeah. shiny objects all the time. And when you try to chase two rabbits, guess how many rabbits you catch?
1: None. Right. Yeah.
0: So it's such a, I love it. I, the fact that you're ultra focused is cool. But you got these big goals, too, of, of you know, multiple, yeah. you know, big multi units. And again, you're not necessarily defining it into uh, just the residential side. So that's really
1: yeah. awesome. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know yet. And I, again, I think when you're like you said, like stay in your lane, like I love that. Don't feel like you have to do every shiny object just because you listen to a podcast like you guys it, like just right now, this is a perfect example Maybe for a minute, David could have made me feel a little bit like, ah, shoot, I, I should be buying single <laughs> families and doing burr. I'm, you know what? I'm going to buy a book on burr right now. Let me get on Amazon. I'm going to burr houses. Like, that's what happens when you listen to these podcasts. Like, you go, oh, shiny object. Like yeah, you let my me, book. Let me, yeah. Oh my god, no! I need to burr houses, you guys. I'm such an idiot because I, I haven't been burring these houses, so I'm going to do that. You know, but again, like when I sit back and I have my thinking time and my quiet time, Lauren never visioned herself there. I didn't, I had a vision, I have a vision and Lauren is going to own a building. My vision is a building. For some reason, that's what it looks like in my head. Not saying that there's better or anything better or worse. It's just, that wasn't my vision. And so stick with like, where did you really see yourself going? Like, you know, meditate on it for a second. And like, what's your vision? And then just like, I'm putting blinders on to, you know, the other ideas they come in and man, it's hard. Like sometimes like, you know, there's, you know maybe I should think about burning some of these homes. Why not? There's so many
0: strategies, you know and really what I tell my students is here's the and I'm sure you're the same way, Lauren. Uh, We share a lot of, a lot of similarities. Uh, I, you know, a lot. I basically tell them, listen, guys, I do fix and flip. I do wholesale. I do rentals. My passion is rentals, but because I'm doing the burr method, I have to buy at a discount for the burr method to really capitalize at to its fullest. Okay. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what you want to do, right. If you want to be a wholesaler, do you want to be a landlord? Do you want to be a fix and flipper? You know, none of those are really a really good strategies. If you're paying retail, those dorms yeah those doors are cracked or closed, right? In in terms of using a metaphor. And if you're able to go out and buy a property, even if it's only at like a 10 or 15% discount, ideally it's 20% or or greater, right? But even if it's only a 10 or 15% discount, you know, now you have the ability to go walk through that wholesale door, that fix and flip door. Those doors are wide open to you when you have a discount. But if you don't have a discount, you're you're fighting an uphill battle, right? Mm So what I tell my students, and I'm, I'm sure you're the same way, but learn the marketing game, mm-hmm. learn how to find the deals, you know, like last year, but basically for the last couple of years, my partner, Mike, and I have been buying about a hundred houses a year and only like two or three of them, maybe, maybe four or five, maybe are are listed MLS properties,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, like 95% plus are direct to seller marketing. So yeah. again, it doesn't really matter what that exit is. Figure out how to find deals. Yeah. And then from there, you can figure out what you want to do because you've essentially mitigated your risk by buying those at a discount, right? Yeah. And uh, but yeah, but that's really kind of kind of the strategy. So that's what we teach people is, hey, figure out how to get that marketing ball rolling. And then mm-hmm. from there, if you want to get into wholesaling, great. I think wholesaling is such an amazing strategy. The only downside to wholesaling is, is you have to start over once you get, you know, do a deal, right? So you have to constantly do the marketing. So I really like the, uh, the landlording business because I get paid every month, right? Right. It's a lot smaller check, but if you times that by 60 or, you know, we want to get up to two or 300 doors in the next couple of years. And I don't see any reason why we won't, you know, we're already almost to a hundred basically at this point. So um, yeah, I think it's awesome. It's really cool. So Lauren, tell me a little bit about the coaching program. So it's, it's, it's a virtual program, right? Like, cool. Lay it on what you got.
1: So, you know, a few, what was it? Maybe two years ago, I was on the wholesaling Inc podcast with Brent Daniels and I was sharing with him, you know, my struggles in California and how, you know, I had to go virtual and I made it work and I, you know, closed 55 deals that year. And I guess, you know, they had their ears perked up a little bit because, my story sounded like a lot of other students within the tribe. And they were struggling with telling what this, telling the students what to do because none of the coaches at Wholesaling Inc. were virtual. And they were all in markets that, you know, were more conducive to wholesaling, you know? And they, they didn't, it was like a, a hole in their coaching program offering that they didn't really have. So Brent, you know, it was funny because after the podcast, Brent was like, So what are you up to? Like, what do you feel like doing? And, you know, and it was funny because at that time I was like, I think I'm going to try the Burr method and buy. I was actually looking at the single family thing, but then again, meditated on it. I was like, nope, that's not where I see myself going. So Brent was like, you know what? Screw all that. You should be a real estate influencer. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, what is that? He's like, you just would be really good at it. You're very, you know, you got, you're good on the camera. Like you're, you're good at speaking. You got awesome
0: energy. I got good
1: energy, right? I'm I'm a lot, you know, and I'm, I'm, (laughs) you know, I'm hyper and I talk a lot. And, you know, I found a a career that just meets those needs very well. So, um, I didn't know what an influencer was, did not know what Brent was talking. I was like, what's an influencer? What, you know? And so it turned into me going down to Phoenix and just hanging out with Brent and seeing like what that looked like for him as a coach. And, um, you know, the filming and the YouTube videos and what that all look like. And he's like, you should put a course together in virtual because there's none out there. And he's right. There really wasn't a lot. There was a few courses, but not really. Um, so I put something together. It, it took me about a month. I just wrote down all the mistakes I made in four years of going virtual. So uh, nobody would have to make them again. <laughs> and um, I love I put that, you,
0: a- that you led with that.
1: Yeah, Start, I just started made,
0: with hey these are the mistakes that I made don't make these and then of course you built on it to add all the other stuff in there, but everything that's awesome.
1: was mistakes I just wrote down all the mistakes that I wish I wish I would have for the last four years, and um, I packaged it up in 10 now 11 modules in a coaching program. Um, And we launched it. We went live. So before we went live, Tom made me coach some students for free just to make sure I had it in me and that Mm -hmm. you know I really didn't know what I was talking about. And you know they they really vet the coaches. They check my HUDs and everything to make sure I'm the real deal. And uh, we launched. And within you know the first year, um, gosh, I think within the first year we got maybe 250 students. We now have over 320 students right now that's been through the program. Um, And it's crazy because you know, I, I never, you, you launch something and you don't really know if it's going to work. Cause I was never a coach before. So I didn't know, maybe like, maybe I'm just special. And I was able to pull this off and, and nobody else could no It turns out that I'm actually not that special. I have students that like, were doing so much better than I was even four years into it after taking my program it's like hilarious and I'm like you're doing better than I was before I wrote this program like you're doing better than I was then that's crazy and you this is your first six months in in the you know the business Mm -hmm. so um I've had some students really really do well I've had students all the way from India to Spain uh and everywhere in between um and are they
0: wholesaling uh, in their markets are they wholesaling in the U.S. virtually
1: so everybody that got in got in is mainly, they wanna be able to go virtual. Um, some are doing it in their backyard, but more rare, most of them are doing it in virtual market, markets. And it's either because they have jobs that where they travel a lot, um, or their spouses have jobs that they've had to move around, um, or they live in areas like California, Miami. Some of these Florida markets are just getting so blown out. Um, a lot of New Yorkers, a lot of New Jersey, um, just high price markets. They, they're in markets that are very high-priced. So they come to me to teach them how to wholesale in markets that are, you know, lower price point um, where they can do more deals. Easier and, barriers to entry. Yeah. Yeah. Easier. Yeah. Yeah. Just easier markets to wholesale, easier markets to hold rentals. Um, I coach, you know, find the rental markets though. That, that really is like your best bet because then you could also, I always say wholesaling is a gateway drug. So it's the gateway drug (laughs) to other real estate investing. It is. It
0: absolutely is.
1: It it totally is. Totally is. You can quote that. It finds (laughs) you.
0: I'm going to. It finds you or it it teaches you how to find deals. Yeah. And um, on top of that, it teaches you um, how to to get your feet wet flipping them.
1: Right. right? It's going
0: to build your confidence. It does. Incredibly fast Mm -hmm. when you start doing deals. And then again, from there, if you want to pivot into Burr method or rentals Mm -hmm. or fix and flip, or maybe it's owner financing or sub two, it could be anything, right? Uh, You still got to learn how to find those deals. I love oh,
1: 100%. That. It's such a good, it's such a good entry point for someone. Um, you know, what's so crazy and where I look at how wholesaling I think is really going to benefit me in my dreams and aspirations of syndicating large multi-tenant buildings. Um, so, you know, I'm learning and hanging out in circles. I'm doing exact, like, so commercial real estate and actually buying buildings that's new for me, right? Like I'm, I'm a beginner. So what did I do? I look for a coaching program. Um, you know, and I started surrounding myself with, you know, other influencers that do it and I bought books on it. And I right now I'm in a coaching program that's mainly focused on raising the capitals to syndicate. deals. That
0: was actually one of my next questions is, hey, you're a coach, but how many coaches do you have? And I yeah, like so
1: in a, I'm in a coaching program right now about, you know, raising. I mean, like we're talking millions and millions of dollars, like, you know, to, to buy these things. So I'm learning the skills of raising large amounts of money. And the funny thing is, is when I hear them talk about how they're, you know, going to cold call for, you know, to talk to high net worth individuals or just these other marketing strategies they're going to use, my wholesaler background was like, well, why don't you put that on a drip feed campaign in your CRM. And so then you're not texting them, you know, like every three weeks, check in with them and see if they're interested or, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm thinking like the marketer in me because of my wholesaling experience. Mm-hmm. So it's funny how, you know, that experience. Yeah, I mean, maybe I don't end up buying homes or getting a bunch of single family rentals, but like it has helped. It applies to other industries. The sales mm-hmm. and marketing that you have to do in wholesaling I think it is one of the most sales and marketing intensive businesses you can own.
0: I agree. And, 100%. You know, if you,
1: can, if you can hang and still manage to do 50 deals a year, you know, it wholesaling houses, like you can do a lot of other businesses very well.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then that's, you know, th- th- that is this business, you know, a business without leads is really no business at all. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you gotta have the leads and that's really where the marketing comes into play. Um, you know, if if I was just to, to to try to do my business from the MLS, you know, we would we would obviously do more than three to five purchases a year because that would be the focus. But it wouldn't be near a hundred. It'd probably be fifteen or twenty tops. Maybe not even. Yeah. You know, but 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 because we've mastered, you know, we're constantly learning. Of course, yeah. you know what's working, what's not. Where, where are we seeing? a positive ROI or a better ROI? Where can we shift resources? Where do we shift people? It's a constant, you know, learning process, of course. Uh, But once you figure out the direct to seller marketing, um, it just makes your life a lot easier because you have a steady flow of deals coming in. And if you want to wholesale them again, like I said earlier, you can wholesale them. And if you want to go fix and flip them, you can fix and flip them. And if you wanna be a landlord, like my passion, then you can do that as well. But without having the deal flow and the consistency, um, it, it is very, very challenging. Absolutely, yeah. 100% agree with that. So tell us, I don't wanna to go too long. I know you've got things to do and I really, really appreciate you coming on the show today. Um, just providing all this value, telling everybody you know, how you started. There's a lot of value there. You might not realize it, but I, I know that there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna reach out to me after this episode and they're gonna be like, man, that was awesome. Uh, and it is, this is great. Uh, but t- so so before we jump into the next topic, which is the software, I want you to just give me a little sneak peek on that. Um, the, the coaching programs. You've already had over 300 students and you're on the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. I'm on the website right now. Yes, As if you go yeah. check out wholesalinginc.com forward slash virtual, or just go to Wholesaling Inc., And at the top, you can see programs and virtual is one of those. Um, you can learn all about Lauren's program. It's It's Virtual Investing Mastery with Lauren Hardy. And, um, she has an amazing program over there. What did I miss?
1: Man, I mean, that's a, that's a perfect place to send people. I also have some freebies I give away on my go. personal website. So if you go to laurenhardyco.com, so laurenhardyco.com, I've got a free flip deal analyzer calculator that should be uploaded right now. Hopefully it is. Uh, we just launched that one and we've got a free wholesaling mini course and a free seller script. So if you wanna you know, get some freebies, check that out. I also drop a video a day on YouTube Very, you know, tutorial, short to the point, lots of information being thrown at you. So uh, check out Lauren Hardy on YouTube as well.
0: And Instagram.
1: And Instagram is this mom flips. Yeah. So everything I do, we drop it on uh, Instagram as well. So, and then your your YouTube
0: is Lauren Hardy, right?
1: Yeah. Just Lauren Hardy. Okay.
0: And that's H-A-R-D-Y for anybody that's driving their car right now and is curious. So Lauren Hardy on, on, um, on YouTube, on Instagram, this mom flips. And then her website is laurenhardyco.com. And guys, she's got some freebies over there. So you'd be a, you'd be a fool to, to pass on this opportunity. Who Go check like them out. Free Flip <laughs> Deal Analyzer, free wholesaling mini course. And then of course, some free seller scripts over there as well. Awesome. Lauren, that is amazing. And then of course, if you haven't heard of Lauren, uh, she is uh, one of the hosts of the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, which is the number one podcast on the planet for wholesaling real estate. So check it out. I love it. Lauren, if you don't mind, I know um, uh, we only have a few minutes here, but uh, let me, or if you don't mind, you know, tell me a little bit about this software that you're gonna be launching. Super curious.
1: Yeah, so we are launching a CRM. This is actually the first time I said this out loud on a podcast, but it's been a year in the making. Um, after I got some coaching students under my belt, I noticed a need for more sales funnel management training so what i mean by that is what even what's a lead how often do i follow up with them how soon do i need to give them an offer students were asking me these questions and i realized yeah nobody teaches this in school there's not a class in school that teaches you you know how to generate leads and then and and talk you don't learn
0: about money and you don't learn about sales and those are the two things that you kind of need to have to be an entrepreneur or a business owner
1: right and you know a lot of the software that's out there you know there's an amazing software's in this space you know but we thought about like how could we teach someone sales funnel management skills with a software right out of the box well a crm that's the most obvious so we created a crm um it's a you know a crm that out of the box is going to teach you sales funnel management habits and I it's not going to. It's already preset. There's tasks in there. So when you do an action, there already is a follow up task, and it it's going to let you know like when this CRM is going to let you know when to follow up. And in fact, it's going to follow up for you because we have follow up automated drip campaigns already preset. We have t- um, automated texting follow up automated email follow-up, you know, if you put in a seller, just a new seller in your CRM, it'll automatically text the seller. Hey, my name's Lauren. I'm going to be calling you today. Here's my information in, in case you want to give me a call, um, but I'll talk to you soon. Um, so we've got every kind of automation that you could think of um, in this CRM. I'm super super excited about it, and I think we're going to be able to soft launch in about probably hopefully October 2021. We're in beta right now, and I just so want a couple to make sure months,
0: so that's right around it. the corner.
1: Yeah, we want to make sure it's absolutely perfect. Um, but yeah, we call it Deal Pro, and it's uh, me and Tag Thompson uh, created it together. And David, we got to get you on Deal Pro's live on Wednesdays. So I would
0: love better, that.
1: Yeah. you better be on it. We so got to get do, you
0: on my Coffee with Closers on Wednesdays.
1: Oh, okay, good. We'll do swap an absolutely. episode. Yes. Yeah, we did. We we were doing Deal Pro's lives, and nobody really knew what it was about. But the whole thing was that it was because we were creating a CRM. And so, so what's
0: the URL?
1: Um, it's going to be dealprocrm.com. We have not made it live yet because it's not ready. So d e
0: a l p r o s, no apostrophe. I'm assuming Um,
1: dealprocrm.
0: CRM. CRM.com. Got it. Yeah, okay. Dealpro. Awesome. So Lauren, one of the things that really stuck out with what you just said, and I just want to, I just want to reiterate, um, so you said out of the box, it's going to teach you sales funnels habits.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: love that because ha- it's all about that. the habits, right? Yep. And it's all about the consistency. So before Lauren and I started this episode, we were chit chatting just for a couple minutes, three or four minutes. And, you know, one of the things that we were talking about was the fact that, you know, a lot of students will come to her or they'll come to me. Um, and they'll, they'll say, yeah, I want to get my first deal in the first 30 days. And we're both of course, like, yes, this is great. Let's do everything we possibly can. But at the same time, it's, it's not that realistic. You know, some, some people do get it in 30 days. Right. Um, it took, it took you four months to get your first contract and four to five more months to get paid. It mm-hmm. took me four and a half months to do my first deal as well. Now I was doing wholesaling out the gate, so I didn't have to wait. I maybe had to wait two weeks to get paid. Uh, but essentially it was, a, you know, four to five months to get that first deal. And that's kind of an average, right? It's usually a couple months to get that first deal. But even if you look bigger than just first deals, right? So I'm talking about my data which is seven years strong at this point. And we've done uh, about 700 deals at this point. On average, it takes us four to six months. So let's just say five months to go from lead being entered in my system to contract. Now that's not not getting paid. That's just putting that property under contract. It's about five months on average.
1: Wow, okay. And,
0: And one of the things that you had just said, out of the box, it's going to teach you sales funnels habits. Habits is the key word there, guys. Yes, You got to be really consistent. In fact, one of my favorite sayings is consistent, persistent action equals success. You have to be consistent. So you have to have habits. And and, and your system, it sounds like, is going to help teach people uh, how to have these habits. You know, like you can't just follow up once or twice. Right. You know, you got to be consistent with this follow up. And and, you know, I was looking at it. We, we did a couple of deals last week and I was just going, I always, I always uh, make sure everyone on my team gets a bonus when we do a deal. I want to make sure the cold caller or the cold texter that touched the lead gets a bonus. I want the acquisitions guy to get a bonus. I want the dispositions guy to get a bonus. I want everyone to get paid because it encourages everybody to work harder and be happy and, and have good energy. Right. So I'm always, when we do deals and I'm sometimes I don't even know what's going on because I've trained people around me to do such amazing jobs, which is a little embarrassing to know that I don't know what's going on half the time, but I, you know, but at the end when it's about to close, I'm like, Hey, let's take a look, right. Where'd the lead come from? How do we get it? How long has it been in the system? And lately what I've been noticing is the amount of follow-ups that have gone into, into play over an average of five months. I mean, it's usually 15 to 30. Wow. It's not six. It's not four. It's definitely not one or two. Now, will a lead come in that it's a deal right away? Yeah, it happens, right? Mm -hmm. But that's icing on the cake. Typically, it's going to take four to six months for a lead to turn into a deal and the number of touches, right? So a touch could be, you know, usually it's outbound. Uh, It could be inbound, but usually it's outbound. And it's a call, it's a text, it's a voicemail, it's an email, it's anything. It could be a postcard. It could be a contract. It's just anything that's basically letting them know that, hey, I'm here to help. And if you have an issue or a problem, you know, I can solve that problem for you. Right. And yeah, it's usually 15 to 30 touches. So the fact that you are building out a system that is going to help teach those habits yes, is yeah. awesome. I can't yep. wait. I can't and wait I'm- to check it out.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited. And we'll definitely have you on Deal Pros Live and we'll, you know, demo it for you so you guys, you know, can see. We're going to be doing a lot of demos, you know, on that Wednesday time slot. So we're really excited about it. Um, but yeah, that's all I'm working, you know, working on and working hard, working hard over here.
0: I love it. So tell me a little bit about Deal Pros right before we wrap up. Deal Pros well, Live. The Live. Yeah.
1: Deal Pros Live is me and Tag Thompson. Um, and honestly, it started out as just like we were just talking about any type of topic wholesale related. Yeah, of we were course. Pumping houses for people, mm-hmm. Um, you know, anything. People would have, it was very, it was all very unscripted QA. It was just a time um, we could put people on the hot seat. Um, so, you know, we made, it was kind of cool to, you know, we made a lot of breakthroughs for people. We had some lawyer, loyal listeners, you know, that would ask questions and, um, we were just giving it to them straight. And so I, I love, I, the thing I like about deal pros live, I think is cause it's my platform. So you're going to get a little bit more of me giving it to you straight, a little bit more Lauren unscripted where awesome. I do feel like when I'm on other people's platforms or on wholesaling income, a little bit more, uh, this is a family show. So
0: I like it. Yeah. This yes. is this is more unscripted. So what time? This is every Wednesday. It's a live every show. I'm Wednesday. It's yeah, we YouTube. were doing
1: a Wednesday, five p.m. We took a we took some time off, so we're going to relaunch, and we'll let you know. So follow me on Instagram, so you guys can get the notice of when we relaunch, um, and we're going to start bringing in guests, and we are going to start publicly talking about what we've been working on this entire year. What so, time zone? Um, Pacific Standard. So Pacific. Deal Pros Live, five p.m. Pacific Standard Time.
0: I love it. Awesome, yeah. guys, check it out. Deal pros. It's going to be launching in October deal pros live Wednesdays, 5 PM. It's going to be coming back. How many more weeks do you think it'll take to get that back up?
1: I think probably two more weeks,
0: two more weeks. Okay. Awesome. This will take about a week to publish. So basically you're going to have one week from the time you're hearing this before Lauren will be back live unscripted uh, Wednesday nights. And then of course, guys, don't forget, check out laurenhardyco.com for some free resources this mom flips on IG. I love her IG. She's always got great content. Um, and her YouTube channel is, is really popping right now. It's, it's doing great. She puts out some amazing long form content over there and you can find out more um, on YouTube, of course, at Lauren Hardy. Um, if you're looking for a virtual coach, Lauren is the best in the business. I, I, I can tell you that, uh, with certainty, um, I have, seen and talked to several of Lauren's students that have had great success and um, Chris and Brent over at Wholesaling Inc are constantly praising uh, Lauren for for how hard she works and how much she cares about her students guys so again I I can't I can't speak highly enough about Lauren Lauren thank you so much for coming on today I know our audience is going to find great value in this I'm incredibly grateful for your time and um, do you have any parting words for us today
1: Oh my goodness, parting words. I'm like the worst at that. Okay, (laughs) how about this parting words right now? This is very on brand. I was listening to the Skinny Confidential and they had the author of this book called Essentialism. And I'm super into this, like this word right now. And so I just got the audiobook, essentialism, but essentially, essentially it is focusing on, you know, activities that's really going to move the needle and trying to block out things that are kind of wasting your time. So only doing what's essential. Um, so let's put it all out there into the world that, you know, look at your day right now and what are things that you did today that didn't really move the needle isn't really productive let's eliminate that and let's focus on just what's essential and don't forget to manifest
0: oh i love that last part. yeah <laughs> very cool hey lauren thank you so much for coming on we're gonna have to bring you back here in a couple months um as, as well it'll, it'll be uh it'll be good to catch up with you as yeah. well and i'm looking forward to you know talking with you a little bit more about uh, deal pros as well as my oh. live show coffee with closers um, guys, if you have any questions for Lauren, reach out to her on IG. That's probably the best place in terms yeah. of just you know random communications. Uh, but don't forget YouTube and uh, her website as well as WholesalingInc.com. That's all for today, guys. Signing off. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience.